Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Only Human. If you're a regular listener, you'll know this podcast is all about saying out loud what we're finding tough right now, plus sharing advice and tips on the things that are helping. If you're new to this podcast, thank you for choosing to listen. In this episode, I'll be discussing authenticity and finding your identity. There's been a lot of change in my life recently. Um, so there's been a separation, which is tricky. Um, and also we've moved house uh, and it's the new year. You know, there's a lot in the uh, melting pot of, uh, of, of things that have changed for the Brazier family. So I guess um, authenticity came to mind as a subject just because... I've got a lot of decisions to make and there are a lot of challenges and also I think there are a lot of tests um, that I'd need to navigate. Authenticity is probably the umbrella that all of your values fit neatly underneath. So a lot of us won't have identified what our values actually are in life. And I think when there's a lot of change, I'd say that it's a really useful step to just sit down, pen and paper, journal what you feel like your values are in life. And that will tell you actually what you're aiming at. I think when things are different, whether you chose it or not, I think we we always actually benefit from asking ourselves a very important question, and that is, who am I? Um, some people feel like they're the same person that they've always been. I guess that's authenticity to a T. But I don't know whether it's possible with all the twists and turns that life entails that we would ever actually be stagnant in who we are. I think some traits can absolutely remain the same, but do they adapt? Do they evolve? I mean, we like to think that we develop. Um, we, we're definitely learning every day, whether we necessarily feel like we've sat in a classroom and sort of noted something down or actually, you know, whether, whether subconsciously we've taken things on. But my point would be that we're absolutely transitional, fluid beings. And so as a result, asking the question, who am I, um, is, is really important to do as much as possible. I see myself as as being available, um, and when when being available, I don't mean as a single person. Um, what I mean is just available. I'm open. Um, I am free for people to stop me in the street. I am open to people calling me up to let me know how they are. I'm just available and open to be a container. That is definitely relevant to one of the situations and challenges that I'm dealing with. Um, I would say that I, I absolutely uh, act as a container for certain people in certain ways. Uh, and also, uh, I feel like I'm a, I'm a signpost. And that's a really weird thing to term yourself, isn't it? But um, I'm a signpost in that I'm talking about a really important subject to me, mental health. You think it's important because you're listening to this. And as a result, I want to continue to make my focus and my purpose, certainly as far as social media is concerned, to talk about really important subjects and give people perspective and offer people options that they maybe didn't realise that they had. Obviously, I can rattle off the fact that, you know, your job titles, and that's probably where we always land when it comes to, who am I? Oh, I'm a dad, I'm a friend, I'm a presenter, I'm a facilitator, I'm a broadcaster. But, you know, yeah, these, these things I'm less attached to. If I was to go a little bit deeper, if I was to ask you to just sort of look beyond the obvious and the surface. What what do you come up with? What words, title, labels would you say describe who you are today? You also have to then ask, um, I think, the second most important question, which is, what do I want? Um, so uh, for me at the minute, again, because of where I'm at, the challenges that I face, I want peace. Um, that's never been more important to me than to just have peace 
and calm, maybe they're one and the same thing. Um, calmness really is a reflection of, of how I know I need to deal with certain challenges. I also want to be kind. That is absolutely one of the top values for me. Be kind, whether it's to myself or to others. Absolutely. I want a lifetime of just knowing that I'm being kind. I want to be dignified. Um, this is new on the on the list, but being dignified is part of being authentic. Um, being dignified is the fact that I want in years to come to be able to look at myself and say, everything you've ever dealt with, you dealt with it as well as you could, as humanly as you could, and as dignified as you could. I want to be brave. Um, I think you have to be brave when you come into new territory. Um, change is something that so many people find really, really difficult, but we have to be brave because it's the next steps ultimately that will dictate how we feel in weeks, months, years to come. And also patient. I think I've had to tell myself quite a few times lately that, that how I felt is obviously not how I wanted to feel and it feels really painful. It feels excruciating at times. I know that I have to feel these things because that's a natural reaction to whatever it is that you're faced with. Um, but those better days, those brighter days, those those you know those fun times or the times of feeling all the contentment in the world will follow. And actually, it is the challenges that increase your resilience, your strength that will no doubt lead to being a better person. What do we need in order to be able to navigate the challenges that we face at the moment in order to, I guess, head towards authenticity using our values? Well, I I need to be consistent. I need I think, to be held in mind. And that's, again, that's a vulnerable thought, but a a valid one and a good one to have because without anyone checking in or without anyone saying, would you like to get out on the bikes or have breakfast or anything like that, then this situation would be slightly harder. I don't need to talk about how I'm doing all day, every day. I think I have a limit for that, actually. There's like, you know, I can have that conversation a few times before I'm like, okay, I don't need to have it anymore today. You know, to be held in mind is something that we would all hope that we are. Um, but sometimes I think we have to instigate that ourselves, just telling that one person, I feel a bit rough at the moment, things are a bit difficult, then that person can hold you in mind. And that's, I think, something we benefit from. And the other thing is to be open, but I'm ticking that box right now. Um, I'm being really open and honest about the challenges that I face, and I would encourage everybody to do the same. Um, back in the day, I think it would have been looked at as, ah, oh, you're being negative, you're moping, you're feeling sorry for yourself. You know, there's all this really unhelpful language and terminology that would make us feel um, guilty for actually telling someone our issues and, you know, burdening them. Um, I'm glad things have moved on a lot, but I still think that we could do with realizing that we are no burden uh, because the times that we'll support those individuals compared to the times that we will ask to be supported uh, will mean that there is a balance, if not a complete sort of swing in in the direction of your giving far more than you're taking. But hey, everyone at some point in their life will need to be supported, but at other times will be absolutely fine to support others. When it's your turn, take your turn. Why would we not? Why, why do we block ourselves from getting what we need? Why have we told ourselves that we have to suffer, but we'd stop at nothing to make sure that somebody else, one of our friends, someone we care about, wouldn't suffer if the boot was on the other foot?
when it comes to authenticity, another thing that we we have to incorporate into that understanding of what it is is an acceptance, an acceptance of who and what we are, even the things that we wouldn't necessarily choose, but we just know that for one reason or another, that is who we are. These are our traits. These are our negatives or these are our flaws. And we will absolutely all have them. Can we take ownership of them? Can I tell you proudly that I can be really hot or cold? Um, I am sometimes withdrawn and you literally won't know I exist. And sometimes I'll be a big voice in the room. I can be both of those things and I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm particularly bad at replying to messages and phone calls. Uh, I struggle with unfairness and people not taking responsibility for their actions. Um, sometimes react badly to those things. So these are my flaws, I'd say. And so a big question to you is, can you journal uh, your flaws and can you actually just take ownership of them and say, yeah, this is who I am. This is a part of my identity. Um, And that makes you all the more authentic for being able to just say, these are my flaws and this is what comes with me. I also want to challenge you to look at what version of yourself you want to be in 2023. Um, This was an extension to the first episode of this series, really in terms of resolutions and goal setting. Um, Again, I think we can remind ourselves this as many times and listening back to that first episode, it's something that I want to listen to every week because it's just simply a great checklist of really important considerations that um, that we could do with reminding ourselves on a regular basis in order to stay on that path towards being our authentic self and heading in the direction of our goals. Definitely an encourager of growth. Um, so whether that's mine or anybody else's, I want us to grow together and I want us to be happy and content with what we are and where we're going. So Emma, that's a lot of talk around authenticity and identity. And I'm sure I've got you pondering what your values are. Uh, I'd really like to hear from everybody else as well. Okay, we've had a message from Zoe. My marriage came to an end last year. I know I've got an awesome support system around me. I do need to do a better job of letting them know when I'm struggling and asking for directions. Yes, sharing vulnerability is is incredibly difficult to do, but I would always encourage you to start with just one person and get used to the fact that after you have done that, uh, your head doesn't drop off and actually you, you might feel better. Just recognise that it feels better. Um, sometimes directions don't have to come from an external source. Uh, actually, instead of uh, asking everybody else where we should go, what we should do, uh, I would say the most important thing is to actually check in on your own intuition. Uh, to ask yourself that question. I think uh, what we've talked about already in this episode in terms of uh, what are your values, that's that's a big guide. That's the lighthouse. Sit and make a list of what your values are, who you are as a person, what you want to be in the year uh, to come. And, and actually, that will really, combined with your intuition, um, that will tell you exactly where you need to go and what you need to do in order to, I guess, make your situation more suitable than what it is right now. If you'd like more support or advice, please go to absoluteradio.co.uk forward slash time to listen for details of some amazing organisations we work with who can help. I'll be back with more of your messages after this.
We've had a message from Nina and this is about moving home. She says, I've recently moved home and I relate to the subject of change. It can feel hard to integrate into a new community. Any advice on that? Yeah, integrating yourself into a new community will uh, will take time. I'd start with your next door neighbours. I'm literally thinking like about what I've had to do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was Christmas. So obviously popping a Christmas card and uh, one of my next door neighbours was kind enough to take a few deliveries and whatever. So I let them know that I was very grateful for that. And then I think you extend yourself outwards from there. Um, I've instigated a walk and talk very close to where I've moved to. So I know I'm going to meet new neighbours by doing that. Um, you might not feel that you can instigate a, a whole event, but can you attend something locally um, that maybe is of a similar nature? I, I guess also it's pushing yourself to just have conversations with people that are in the shops that you're visiting and um, the supermarkets and let them know that you're new to the area. So yeah, start with your next door neighbours. Uh, that's absolutely your your next step. And is there a class? Is there some sort of community event? Something that you can go to, whether it's a park run on a Saturday morning, or you know, there's 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 bound to be a lot of things in the area. Something that you're interested in, something that you're passionate about, um, and that's the best way of plugging yourself into your new community. And good luck with that. Emma loves a list. And I've got one here. These are the traits of authenticism. Um, so if we want to be authentic, if I've sold it to you, that actually an authentic path is the one that you want to take um, and you've identified your values, here are some other traits that I guess you can listen to each one and decide how well you're doing. Uh, if you want to be really detailed and you're journaling at present, which I'd always recommend, then I'd say give yourself a score out of 10 in each department. Number one, you would be someone who values what cannot be bought over material objects. I think that there is a time in our life when we all like the idea of having a certain car or a certain watch. And of course, you're not wrong for, um, I guess, uh, being able to enjoy the fruits of your labor. But do you put those things above the, the things that cannot be bought, the things that are invaluable and priceless, such as friendship, such as people that are there for you when you are feeling lost in a struggle? Do you recognize and appreciate and celebrate those things more you do the car parked on your drive? Number two, you would be someone, if you're authentic, that values experiences in life, knowing that memories are priceless and invaluable, knowing that you can't leave with a watch on your wrist or, uh, you know, any particular amount of money in the bank as such, those things aren't going to do you any good. But can you lay there with all the memories of happy times, of connectedness, of feeling like you gave and you received to your friends and your loved ones? You know, what are you saving up for? Are you saving up for that experience that you know is going to be something you'll remember for the rest of your life? Or are you saving up for that thing that you feel or hope will replace something that's probably lacking in our lives in other areas? Number three, if you're authentic, then you really listen to people. You actually listen. You actively listen. And you respond to what you've heard and you validate that's someone who is authentic as opposed to someone who nods, someone who pretends or someone who switches off and thinks about what they're going to do that evening midway through you sharing something that is important to you. Number four is someone who is unapologetically able to express who they 
really are. They're authentic. They're true self. All the flaws as well as all the strength. Real enough to show you all of those things. I definitely want to be that person. How are you getting on in that department? If you're authentic, then you're not going to people please. It's not about being liked over everything else. It's about first and foremost, are you aligned within yourself? Are you happy with who you are? Can you look yourself in the mirror? That comes first before pleasing anybody else, acting on what they want you to do just so you can seek or gain their approval. Another trait of authenticism, number six, is someone that values giving love without needing to receive. Can you appreciate the impact and the value of that impact that you can have just by sharing some nice kind words or a nice gesture or giving someone a hug? Does that give you everything that you would need without necessarily looking for something in return? Number seven on our traits of authenticism, I feel like I'm working on top of the pops a little bit here, um, would be to love themselves. All right, so we were brought up to think that loving yourself was a real negative, was self-indulgent, was arrogant. Oh, he loves himself. I, I, I remember hearing that so many times. And I'd think, well, I don't really, but all I've said is something that I think is true about myself, and that's confidence, isn't it? How is that a bad thing? But sometimes our confidence um, infringes on other people's uh, lack So, you know, if someone sees something in you that they know they're lacking themselves, then they're likely, especially in school, especially at a young age, they're likely to use those reflections as negatives to make themselves feel elevated. But if we don't love ourselves, then how can we build a platform for other people to love ourselves? I think in order to be lovable, I think we have to absolutely know who we are to be able to celebrate who we are. Um, and and strangely, it's far easier for some people to um, to talk about and to reflect their flaws than it is to actually reflect the things that are strengths. Everybody has them. I think the shadow to that, number eight, is obviously to be able to recognise and accept our faults and flaws and take responsibility for them instead of trying to conceal them from people. Whereas actually, how much easier does it sound to just acknowledge them and to just say that I'm open to working through them with you, knowing that absolutely everybody has faults and flaws. That is a fact. Number nine, you are authentic if you embrace your uniqueness instead of seeing it as something that we want to hide or something that we hope people don't notice. We're all unique but we're all actually miracles as well when you think about the chances of us being born in the first place, when you think about all of the uh, incredible things um, that, that, that nature has bestowed on us. Um, so to be able to embrace uh, the things that socially might not necessarily be what everybody aims for, but whatever is unique about you, celebrate it and put that at the front. That's what makes you special. That's what makes you you. Number 10 on the list of authenticity is you would stick to your morals and values. You would not react in a moment. You would check what your values are and your morals, and you would decide for yourself whether that's going to take you towards your goals and the person that you want to be 
or actually whether that takes you backwards back to who you used to be or who you're trying not to be. So hard to do, hard not to react. Uh, but a lot of the time, if we can just save ourselves from biting on whatever that provocation is, whatever that challenge is in front of us, whatever the test is, and actually act or speak from your values, then you are only going forwards, even though it might not feel it in that particular moment. I think this is really important as well. Number 11, listen to your intuition. Your internal voice will absolutely always be your best guide. Um, So to listen to other people over that, I think is always a, a little bit of a risk. So if we're in tune with our intuition, our intuition is telling us that we need to be out of something or that something is no good or that we shouldn't react in a certain way, then absolutely let it guide you. I've never heard anyone say that their intuition was wrong. So intuition, get in tune with it. Lastly, and I scribbled this down when I was just checking my notes this morning before heading to the studio. Um, Again, incredibly relevant for me, uh, but forgiveness. Forgiveness is an absolutely huge trait when it comes to being able to be authentic because if we can't forgive, then we'll never be able to stay on that path using our values um, uh, unless we're hoping that we have a lifetime where nobody actually does us wrong. You know, forgiveness is something that, that sometimes requires us to work on very, very hard. But I tell you what, at times in the past when I felt like I've forgiven and I've been able to move on from those things, it's not long Uh, before I realised that that was absolutely the best thing to do. Um, I think when you get to a certain age, like I'm 43, I've experienced situations where I haven't forgiven and I've acted out of uh, maybe bitterness and resentment um, and all I really ever got was just the same but just more of it. And I've also got to a stage, um, and I did it this morning actually, where I've um, started to be able to, I guess, uh, forgive first, ask questions never, Um, and just move on from stuff and leave myself unburdened uh, and be able to, you know, move forwards uh, without adding additional weight onto our shoulders that we just simply don't need. The thing that, that makes us want to ask questions, by the way, that's the ego, isn't it? The ego wants to justify how it feels the victim in a certain situation. That's what keeps you awake at night. Does it do us any good? Absolutely not. I want to feel like I can wake up with a fantastic optimism of what the day will bring. So asking questions never is basically two fingers up to the ego. Thank you for listening to this episode of Only Human. If you like what you've heard, you can hear more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Absolute Radio app, or wherever you get yours. And remember to hit follow so you never miss an episode. And next week, we're going to be talking about getting out of my head. And I don't mean like you getting out of my head. I mean me getting out of my head and you getting out of your head. Because let's face it, when times are tough, our head can sometimes feel like it's going to explode. We can get so frustrated with the fact that we can't stop thinking about things that we're worried about happening that might never happen. But the mind can be a bit of a minefield. I've definitely had some sleepless nights recently. So let's get right into that. Let's investigate what it is to get out of our heads and hope that one day we might be able to use these tools to feel better.